What do people from all over the world do to get out of their own damn way? Tune in on June 2nd to find out. Hi, it's Creelan, host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. To celebrate the one-year anniversary of my podcast, I'll be hosting a special 50th episode where I'll share what I've learned over the last year by interviewing guests from around the world. Tune into this special anniversary episode on June 2nd at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Or find us on iTunes. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I am your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. And today I welcome another international guest uh, all the way from London, except she's visiting here in the States, so she's uh, from London via California today. I'm welcoming Leah Cox to the show, and uh, before I bring her on, let me just tell you a little bit more about her. Leah is a writer, coach, and workshop leader on a mission to help free-spirited, courageous entrepreneurs create the business and lives they really want by getting the hell out of their own way and screwing the rules. I can already tell it's going to be a fantastic interview. <laughs> she passionately <laughs> believes that the only way to create the income and impact you are here to create is to forget the way everyone else is doing it and do life and business your way. So welcome, Leah, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. I am too, and I, you know, I try and tell people how we kind of know each other, and we were trying to put it together. Like the the internet is such a magical place that you somehow found out about the show through some social network. So we don't know exactly where, but that's okay. <laughs> we're yeah. just so excited to have you, and I would love for you to share a little bit more about your story with the audience and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Sure, thank you. Well, first of all, I just want to say, I mean, when I saw your message the first time um, via a friend of a friend on Facebook or whatever it was, um, you know, get out of your own damn way message, I thought, right, I need to speak to this lady because, it, you know, it resonated so much. Uh-huh. Um, so, first of all, I guess what I should say is that I really feel like getting out of my own way is an ongoing practice for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine a time in my life when it won't be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really believe it's this kind of active practice that will continue for the rest of my life and hopefully with a little bit more ease as time goes on. <laughs> um, but Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But really getting out of my own way has been for me, I guess in the context of this conversation, about learning how to be fully myself in all situations. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of that journey for me was really when I left my job back in 2012. I was just in a regular job. It was a good job. It, you know, it was a really just a it was a good job. You know, I was well paid. Nothing bad about it. Um, but really, was just you know, like a lot of people, not happy. Didn't feel especially fulfilled in any way. And I left that to. Um, figure out what I wanted to do with my life and pursue a different path and that 
process was really a process of rediscovering myself and reconnecting with who I knew that I was inside, but the person that I felt like I'd lost a little bit mm. and learning how to break out of this mold that I, you know, found myself in, like I think most of us do over time, you know, just following the traditional path and, you know, taking the next logical step as, as whatever it is within, you know, society. And I, I had this period of about a year when I was really just exploring everything that I was curious about and, you know, just breaking free of this, breaking free of this kind of traditional, traditional path. And that led me to all sorts of things. <laughs> um, I, I did, a, yeah, lots of really kind of random things. Well, not really random looking back, but I did a, I went and I did an acting course because I had been, that had been something that I'd really felt like I was drawn to for a really long time, but I was terrified. I was mm. absolutely terrified of doing it. And when I left my job, I was like, right, I'm just going to go out and do all the things that I've been holding back on mm -hmm. and, and really try these things out. So I went and did an acting course and that taught me a lot about getting out of my own way, actually, the skills in acting. I don't know if you, I know that you're a, a songwriter as mm -hmm. well. Maybe there's a little bit of um, similarity, but, you know, in the acting, it was all about learning how to really um, speak openly and honestly mm -hmm. in the moment about whatever was happening um, not trying to hide anything, being very vulnerable um, and really being in the moment and listening and going with the flow, really. Um, and I did some traveling and I trained in Reiki and um, I did meditation courses and I volunteered on farms and I did all of this stuff. And I felt like I was in this really, really free period of my life and I was really getting out of my own way. I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel boxed in anymore. I felt like I was just pursuing what felt good to me. Mm -hmm. And that was really, 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 really good. And then what happened was that I started my business, um, which is an online business. I do a mixture of coaching and writing, and I run some workshops. And in the beginning, Creelin, that was really... I still felt very free in that. I still felt very free. I wasn't, you know, connected to the number of people that I'm connected to now. I didn't know a lot about the online world or the coaching world. And it, I was still just doing my thing and really felt like I was out of my own way. Mm -hmm. But gradually, what happened over time, and I don't know really whether this resonates with you, um, but over time as I, was, as I was building my business, I, without even realizing I was putting myself back into another box mm -hmm. and it was a different box to the one that I was in when I was working, but it was still a box. And what I mean by that was that, you know, because I was following so many people online and I was comparing myself to all these people, mm -hmm. I had started to run my business in a way that I thought I should be running it. Yeah. And that I knew that word was going to come ways. up soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the should, the, the should, should word. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I was thinking I've got to have a flagship program, which should be high price. I should do it this way. I should do it that way. And it just began to feel really, really awful. And I realized again that I had just got right back in my own way. And I was just trying to do everything in a way that didn't feel good at all. Mm -hmm. Um 
And um, so eventually, what I mean, actually, it was really, I can't believe, it was ridiculous. I even rewrote my entire website over the space of a weekend because I'd been listening to all of this stuff about how I, I had to niche down, I had to do this one thing, I had to, you know, be this one thing to one particular type of person. And I rewrote everything over the space of a weekend to position myself as this person who only helped entrepreneurs with writing their copy. Mm-hmm. And it felt brilliant for about two weeks. I was like, right, <laughs> I finally got my thing. This is it. Feels good. I'm on my way to success. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within the space of two weeks, I realized that it just wasn't working for me. It's not who I am. I'm not one thing. I never will be. And it, I will never, I will never be able to be, you know, truly successful in the way, in a way that feels good. If I keep following what everybody else is saying is the right way to do it, and so I just let go of everything. I reframed it. I let go of everything. And since then, I've just been doing, you know, everything that feels like me. I've launched so many new programs, you know, totally let go of this idea of, oh, I have to have one program doing one thing. Um, you know, I do my play workshops, which seem completely unrelated to everything else that I do, but they're not. Um, and for me, it really comes down to being fully me in my business because I, I can't ever be a business person that is, you know, just showing one part of myself. My business is me as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of really it in a roundabout ways. So for me, the getting out of my own way at the moment in my life is really about continuing to be aware and remind myself to be myself all of the time in my business and my life and to not look too much to what other people are doing um, and find myself drawn into all of these, you know, ideas that I'll be more successful if I follow that or follow that. Um, I hope that all makes sense for you. Oh, my gosh. I've, like, been writing furiously, Leah, like, as you're talking. Mm -hmm. It's all resonating with me, absolutely. So, the the whole idea of that comparisonitis, as I call it, that you talked about when the word should came out, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, because I could tell, because <laughs> I because I've been there and I still get there, and I was kind of like laughing too because I have this accountability partner that I've been working with for the last six seven months, and she and I like this is a theme that's been coming up a lot with us of that coming full circle of we we wanted to get out of. Um, our jobs so that we could make a bigger impact, so that we could help people, serve people, you know, that kind of thing. And then you're right, we, we sometimes get into that other box that we create for ourselves. And that, if we don't like the box that other people put around us, it feels even worse when we put it around ourselves, I think. So yeah. it's, it's amazing. So, yeah, we've been talking so much about how we're coming into this full circle of, you know what, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to, you know, I'm getting ready to launch my first program, and I've, you know, had one unsuccessful launch in the past, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing it in a different way, and I, I'm, you know, I look to other people to – see what they're doing, but I, too, have to back off from that because I get into that space of, oh, my gosh, well, I should do it that way, and they're being successful. But the thing is that what I find in even watching other people is that they find what's successful for them. 
and that's not always going to be successful for other people or in the same way or following the same exact exact recipe or formula. So it really is, like you said, about coming to terms with who we are, not only personally, but we bring that into our business and allowing ourselves to um, be fully expressed within our business. Yeah. And I, I think that's exactly it, like what you're saying about, you know, launching and it working one way, working for some people and not for others. And that's exactly it. I think, you know, as entrepreneurs and people building businesses, it's very easy to be tempted by the kind of offers of this will solve all your problems, this is the way to do it, this is a step-by-step process and it will definitely work. And that's very tempting because building a business is hard work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of want some answers to make it easier. Um, but the truth of the matter is that you're right. What works brilliantly for one person and maybe makes them hundreds of thousands of pounds or dollars could really not work for you at all, and something mm-hmm. only works if it feels good for you and works for you. And I had a yes. sorry, I'll let you. I were you gonna? Say no, something? I'm just yes. I'm like no. Sing yeah, it, sister. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I had a I had a very what kind of really started like furiously set me off on this. Um, the period that I'm in now where I'm just very, I feel very liberated at the moment, just throwing stuff out into the world and seeing what sticks, was that mm-hmm. I had um, decided that I needed to create an online course because I've been doing one-on-one coaching and, you know, everywhere I looked, it seemed like, okay, well, an online course is the next step. And I knew that's what, something that I did want because I wanted to, you know, scale back to one-on-one work a little bit and do a little bit more online coursework. Um And so I got into this whole process of developing an online course and learning from, you know, some of the big names that do that and three-part free video series and all the rest of it. And as I went through that process and Creelin, I was doing it for like seven to nine months, um, which just seems crazy to me now. But as I went through that process, it it just started feeling heavier and heavier, and it didn't feel good. And by the time I'd actually finished creating the course, I felt so disgusted with it that I didn't actually want anyone to buy it. Oh, Um, no. Yeah, and and they didn't. They didn't. I went through the process to the end, and no one bought it. And I spent seven to nine months of my life Mm -hmm. and a couple of thousand pounds on developing this course, um, and it didn't work out. But... I'm so grateful for it because that process of going through that was what allowed me to say, wow, this is not right for me. This way works for some people. There is nothing wrong with it, but it does not work for me. And it's what really allowed me to step out of that and just say, right, I'm going to do what works for me. And I know what works for me is spontaneous creation, getting things out quickly whilst I've got that energy around it and just putting it out in the world. And since then, things have just been working and working and working because I'm doing it in the way that feels good for me. Yeah, and that and that's brilliant because and that that's the kind of thing that I love that you brought up my my the songwriting and because I really want to touch on some of that too, which I think really helps. And, and mm-hmm. from what you're saying, it's kind of the same process. But it's it's also like how do you teach other people to be spontaneous? I mean, it's like it's kind of a weird, intangible, untouchable thing. But, and and that's why I wanted to tie in this other stuff is I've been a songwriter basically my entire life 
and it was a gift. You know, I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday about that. I'm like, when I started bringing that into my work and how to teach people, like I've been teaching people how to write songs in my professional life for the last 10 to 15 years, but the first I don't know, seven or eight of those years, it was like, I I don't know what I was doing, you know, like I I had to really come <laughs> to terms. And what the turning point for me was I got to study with Bobby McFerrin in New York City on his process of improvisational songwriting. And just going through mm-hmm. that training was amazing and opened up not only my ability to spontaneously come up with music in the moment, but it affected the way that I work with people in my work mm-hmm. as far as being open to the messages, kind of like really tapping into my intuition, being open to what is coming up because I also can feel other people's energy and and just saying what needs to be said. And that gave me mm-hmm. so much more confidence in my work and the ability to go, okay, well, I don't have to be completely scripted all the time. And you and I were talking pre-show, mm-hmm. like, I came up with this podcast because I didn't want to have a scripted um, thing every week because that was stressing me out to try and come up with that. So mm-hmm. I just used my skill of being able to have a conversation with people and put a pod- podcast together. So I totally get that. Totally. Yeah. And I love what you're saying about songwriting. To me, there's something so... It sounds like there are similarities with the whole acting thing, and I guess a lot of the other arts as well. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing when you, you know, you take skills like that and they help you with something like this. And I really mm-hmm. think that beyond, beyond, I, I feel like with my coaching work, my, my skills from acting of what has been most beneficial because exactly like you're saying it's about learning to be spontaneous mm-hmm. it's about learning to say what needs to be said without any fear of what might happen and learning to let go of any attachments to an outcome and letting something go wherever it goes mm-hmm. um, and I, I love being able to take inspiration from things like that and bring them into my work now and not to have something. Yeah, I, it's very exciting to me that, you know, you're talking about your songwriting and the way that you've been using that. Yeah, and, and it, it has. It's opened up. I still do quite a few workshops um, to mental health professionals so that they can help their clients. And I just did a workshop a couple weeks ago and – it also spontaneously came to me because I've been running this workshop now, like I said, 10 to 15 years, and I um, I do it differently every time based on who's in the room, the energy, what they want to learn, and so I kind of custom customize these workshops um, in the moment. But one of the things I ask them, because I always run out of time, <laughs> there's so much <laughs> to go through, is um and this is one thing I've talked about a lot in the last couple of years with my work with creativity, um, is the left brain versus the right brain and how we mm-hmm. how we use those, how we use those for problem solving and incorporating healing um into our, our daily lives. And so I asked the audience, I'm like, Okay, do you want the left brain version of how to write songs or the right brain version of how to write songs? And that just like it was a light bulb moment for me and the whole whole room because some of them are like 
just teach us a little bit of the left brain because, and I said, you're all intuitive in here. So I think I, I figured you probably want more of the right brain and they did. So, but for me to be able to articulate that, I mean, that took a long freaking time for me to be able to come up with that one and just say, oh my gosh, you know, now I know how to teach this in a way that everyone is going to understand no matter how they learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a brilliant thing to be able to take that into situations where you're helping mental health professionals. It's, it's, you know, it's incredible. And to just say, I think just realizing and understanding that, you know, how can I put this? That because I used to separate out. I used to think, okay, well, my acting was my acting, and now I'm running an online business. Mm-hmm. But you know, to even realize that it's okay. And, you know, really, really beneficial even to use those things in whatever you're doing and that you can, you know, you can do it in any way that you want and bring in whatever you want. And, you know, like I run these play workshops, like I was saying, and, you know, they look completely random, but actually it's very in line with what I do. It's all about, you know, um, letting go of fear, being more in the moment and, you know, expressing yourself and all of the rest of it. And like with your songwriting, play for me is just a very natural thing. It's a skill that I already had. It's something that I already knew a lot about and just bringing it into my business and allowing it to be part of my business. And that's true. And that's, it's, it's basically taking who you authentically are, whether you're an actor or a songwriter or a silly person or, you know, whatever you have mm. that connects. This is kind of how I look at it. Whatever help connects you to whatever you call it, the spirit, divine, God, the universe, whatever mm. you call it, um, because I have that connection through music. Um, other people have that connection elsewhere. If we can, because we're so passionate about those things that connect us that if we can help use those in our work, it I think it opens other people up because they're seeing our light shine through. They're seeing our passion come through in a way that the next person doesn't have because they connect a different way. So people who don't like music, I, I kind of say, like, don't come to one of my workshops about singing because you're not going to enjoy yourself, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, you go to the, the person who is going to help you connect in a way that makes sense to you or speaks the same language to you. But it really is about that authentic connection that we have that opens us up to be that vehicle for other people in their healing. Yeah, exactly. And that's also what makes your business entirely unique you know in comparison to someone else's because you know no one else has that combination of skills and passion for exactly what you have and it's it's so tempting for me in that period that I went through when I really kind of you know was trying to meet down and be in this particular space and essentially what I was doing was putting myself you know the really unique parts of myself and my skills I was cutting all of those out of my business and becoming just this very the standard thing and then well what is that what is there to share like you say all of the light disappears everything that you really mm-hmm. authentically have to share where that passion really shows up you know when you get all of the emotion that that just goes and then and then people can't connect to you and then you can't share what you have to share right so yeah yeah no good can come of that and and i also like that you brought um that together um as I told you, I'm like putting together this really special episode for my for my one year anniversary for this podcast, which is going to air on June 2nd. 
And so I've been reviewing all the notes of all the guests that I've interviewed, and one of the things that I keep coming across is so many of the people that I've interviewed are these multi-passionate you know, creative individuals, and creativity runs across so many different things. It's not just about um, the the tangible art that we can see or feel mm-hmm. or touch, um, but creativity is, is about so many other things. But one of the things I think that scares people who have so many talents is how do I combine all of this together into a business that makes sense? And I'll tell you, it for me... It was a rough road. I, it wasn't like I just came to it. I've been an entrepreneur in one form or another my entire adult life um, in different ways. Um, and it took me when I decided to kind of go down this road of coaching and teaching and speaking, um, it took me, uh, you know, a, a, a little while to figure out how to mold mm-hmm. all those together and and to not alienate people who don't like certain aspects of that, but also to not invite people who aren't open to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And, oh, my goodness, I can totally relate to it. I mean, I found it very, very stressful. I found that up until, I mean, really, I'd say it's only been in the last six months where where I really feel like I've let go, like I'm just allowing myself to be whatever I am. But up until that point... I was always, it was always quite a stressful feeling because even though there were moments or days when things felt okay, I would always come back to this question of, but what's the thing that I'm supposed to be doing? Like, what is it that I'm offering really? What is the one thing, you know, all all of the time? And it was very, very stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the end, I'm trying to think what, what changed. I think it was just... I think it was a reframing because I had been trying to, because I've been buying into these stories and beliefs that I ought to just have one thing because I would do better and be more successful in that way. That was what was causing the stress because I was believing that story. And then as soon as I let go of that story and started believing instead, well, actually, the only way that I will be successful is to bring everything that I want into what I'm doing the stress disappeared and like you say it's been a rough road for me as well and I, I suppose the thing that ties it all together for me and has always tied it together and the one thing that's been constant is the the message behind it all so it's not mm-hmm. it's not you know that I do one particular thing or I offer one particular type of service or help people in a particular way it's about a message and because of that message I attract a certain type of person Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the things that have really pulled it all together for me in the end. But I, I think, I don't think that that is an easy journey for anyone. And I think it's very easy when you begin, when you start out in entrepreneurship. I mean, you know, if you've been doing, you know, in entrepreneurship, you know, in one way or another your entire life, maybe it feels a little bit different. But for people like me who have been in employment and come into entrepreneurship quite, you know, a lot later in life, um, I think it can look from the outside when you're looking at other people's paths that, oh, well, they just, they just found their thing and it was really easy, but oh, I'm not sure that it's like that for anyone. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's the magic of the wizard behind the curtain is if it looks easy to other people, 
that's when you've reached the the place where you want to be. You want to be seen as that expert. Like, you know, I think about Olympic athletes, and I love the ice skating portion. So, like, watching mm-hmm. them on the ice, it's like effortless and flawless, but you know, it's not that they woke up that day and decided to go compete in a world-class competition. They've been training their whole lives for that. So what we don't see is the behind the curtain, the struggles, the challenge, the, the failures, the, you know, the, the things that didn't work, the, the trials that we had to go through. Um, and so when it looks easy, and that's where that, um, issue comes in about comparing ourselves to other people is, well, yeah, they just had a successful launch, but, you know, how many unsuccessful ones did they have? How many, you know, zero balance did they have before they got to this, you know, $500,000 launch? You know what I mean? So we have to keep Mm -hmm. that in mind that if it looks easy, then, yeah, you might want to learn some stuff from them, but don't think that it was just easy walking in the door. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a very difficult thing to do when all of you, all of what you're seeing online a lot of the time is the end result. And because people really only start to take notice when you've got to a certain point right. of success, right? <laughs> and um, so it looks like that's where you started out. But I love the analogy of the ice skating because, of course, I mean, you don't wake up that way. It takes day after day after day of committed training and focus Mm -hmm. and it's exactly the same with business you know like I'm always saying to everyone it it's it's a daily thing it's waking up every day and being determined and focused and consistent and persistent and doing the work and and then eventually that looks really easy to people and they're like oh you look like you're totally on track and inside I might still be thinking I don't have a clue what I'm doing <laughs> um, which is actually how I feel most of the time so uh, yeah and and that's okay I think yeah. I think those of us who kind of live on that that um, spontaneous kind of improvised thing because and I think that a lot of people who are able to easily connect to their intuition. Um, also kind of live in that space of there's there's a fine balance between planning ahead and allowing things to happen and unfold as they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what I find, too, is that I attract people who are living that balance. The people, you know, I'm a, I'm a total planner for sure. Like I, my, I spent the mm-hmm. first part of my life being very left-brained and very detail-oriented and stuff like that. And as I've gotten older, my right brain is like, pay attention to me. <laughs> and um, so I've gotten a little bit more on the woo-woo side of things. I kind of live in both mm-hmm. sides of that. Um, but I tend to attract people who are trying to figure all that out because it, it's a little – um, it, it's a winding road. It's it's quite a journey to kind of get your footing when you, you know, you have to live in this world where, you know, you've got bills to pay, there are definite responsibilities that we have to have, and yet our soul is calling us to this greater purpose, this greater work, and it involves a ton of trust and faith, which are things that you cannot plan for. <laughs> You have to just accept and allow. That's such a good point. You know, that, oh, yeah, walking that line between the practicalities of life and having to pay the bills and money and food and all of that, and yet knowing that in order to get to where you want to get to, it it really requires, like you say, 
a lot of trust and a lot of faith and kind of letting go. And at the same time, there's this part of your brain is like, but we need to plan something and know exactly how this is going to happen because we need to make the money for the rent next month. Um, and that's a really, really difficult thing to do. But and I think you're right, you know, what you say about you attract the people who are trying to figure all of that out because I believe that, you know, people see themselves in you, whether they're, whether they're already, you know, expressing that part of themselves in their life or not, but they see in you something that they know that they are on some level, mm-hmm. but maybe they're not quite at that yet. Um, right. And that's right. definitely what I found as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's a perfect way to put it. You know, I like to talk about how, you know, we're all on a journey, but we're just at different points of that journey. So, you know, I am have a hand behind me to help people who are, you know, a little behind, um, and then I have a hand forward to reach out to people who are further ahead. So, and I feel like we're kind of all in that position of being able to be two-handed and to accept support from those who are further along and to provide support to those who aren't. Wow. Oh, I, that's such a beautiful image, Krillin. That was, Thank you. I'm full of metaphors see. today. I don't know what's going on. It's yeah, like... <laughs> you are. But that's really beautiful, you know, having a hand behind to, you know, help others and a little behind and then a hand in front to reach out to those. I really like that. That's nice. I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm glad I, I could uh, give you something to steal. <laughs> <laughs> and but, um, I'm looking at the yeah, clock, think, we are like like yeah. over time. I know it always goes like <laughs> tremendously fast here. So, but before we sign off completely, Lee, I want to make sure that people know how to get a get a hold of you if they would like to talk with you a little bit more about you know bringing all their gifts and accepting who they are and bringing that to their business. Sure. So, really, the best place to go is just my website, which just leads you everywhere else. Um, so, that is www.leahmarjoriecox.com. Um, and then from there, um, people can sign up um, for, my, for my updates if they want, and then they'll they'll get to hear about everything that's going on. And I've got a few free trainings and things on my website as well, so they can just hang out there and have a look what's on offer. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking a little time out of your your day to, to chat with us and tell us more about your story. Not at all. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes with powerful people telling their powerful stories of how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Are you a master at getting in your own damn way in life or in business? Let Creelin Peters, host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, show you how to tame your fear and embrace your greatness. Take her free quiz at creelin.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.